Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a palace right here. The late night flight is paid for by the following. Time to play the game where we find out who's capping. It is... This is the game where we find out if this is the bullshit. Nasua, new group, co-producer, smarts, and jerks. Yeah, I don't know how he bars his way in here. Shouldn't have fired me last episode, <laughs> man. but he's here. <laughs> Jerz, he's we're gonna, back. <laughs> Jerz, I, I thought we, we're going to talk about that later on in the show. Come on, man. Hey, man. I'm here. In this show is real. It's, it's short and sweet, to be honest with you. BMF recap. We're also going to be talking about the recap of uh, Lloyd Banks' new album. We're going to be talking about Kyrie Irving. We're going to be talking about Nick Cannon. But right now, let's start this game. Oh, before we start the game, Co, how are you? I'm good, man. Everything is well. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. You here. Jer's here. Yeah. We back. One big yeah. happy family. Yeah, we all one big happy family. <laughs> it's just crazy. Because, you know, Jer's just want to come barge his way up in. Just Jer. bulldozing. Like, excuse me. <laughs> Excuse me. He made himself nice and comfortable. It's cool. Yeah. Oh, let's do it. Let's do this, y'all. All right. Looks like a certain factory is closed for business. Okay. R. Kelly, the R&B singer, wanted to go half on a baby, ironically, faced accusations of sexually abusing dozens of young victims without consequence, was found guilty of federal crimes this past Monday. For over a month, Kelly has been on trial in Brooklyn Federal Court on one count of racketeering and eight counts of violating the Mann Act, a federal law addressing sex trafficking. Federal prosecutors accused Kelly of running an enterprise through which he exploited his star power time and time again to prey on underage girls, young women, and at least two male victims. Mm. Wow. Anyway, jurors <laughs> deliberated for just nine hours to reach their verdict, finding Kelly guilty on all counts. He now faces decades in prison and is scheduled to be sentenced on May 4th, 2022. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit that Black Willy Walker has been giving golden showers rather than golden tickets to female Oompa Loompas so they can have a career at the chocolate factory? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget this chip the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, here we go. Next one. He said, I'm an older man to love all women. Wow. <laughs> Speaking of older men that love all women, hold on, hold on. This is crazy. You've been segueing. You've been, that's what be doing great today. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. The male entangler and breadwinner himself, Will Smith who is married to Jada Pickett-Smith, discussed his fantasy with his intimacy coach, Michaela Boheim, about a list of women whom he would love to be with and plan to contact the women, but he ultimately realized the idea was horrific. Will Smith said, I don't know where I saw it or some as a teenager, but the idea of traveling with 20 women that I love and took care of and all that, it seemed like a really great idea. And then after we played it out a little bit, I was like, that would be horrific. That would be horrific. I was like, can you imagine how miserable? 
the 53-year-old star admitted Jada never believed in conventional marriage. So they spent a long time figuring out their relationship boundaries. He said Jada never believed in conventional marriage. Jada had family members that had a unconventional relationship. So she grew up in a way that she was uh, that she was very different than how I grew up. There was a significant endless discussions about what is relational perfection. What is the perfect way to interact as a couple? And for a large part of our relationship, monogamy was what we chose. Not thinking of monogamy as the only relational perfection. But Will did admit that their approach isn't for everyone. Smarts, I ask you, is it the bullshit that I didn't f*** Jada too? Oh my God. Wow. I'm not going to answer that question. You're going to have to answer that one for you. This guy, man. Hey, wow. yo. <laughs> Maybe I should have got some tattoos wow. on my chest and wear a fedora and a Migo oh, shirt. <laughs> Maybe I had a shot. Yeesh. I should have been through the Cali. Good words. She just, she just mm. nursing men back to health. Mm-hmm. I could have been a broke waiter and got on Fox 5 because of Jada, Jada Pinkett Smith. And about the red table. You want to do a different world remake? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And finally. And finally. Oh, man. Some bad news in Miami. Bad news has been revealed about Trick Daddy and Trina's morning show. Looks like the Trick and Trina morning show will no longer be airing on Miami's 99 Jam. They've been on air together since 2020. There's no word on why the show was pulled off the air. Trick Daddy and Trina have been the faces of Miami hip hop for about two decades now. So it's only right that they uh, take their chemistry outside of the booth. They had already been co-stars on VH1's Love and Hip Hop Miami. So why not talk about they bullshit together on the radio, right? Right, right, right. But they also got into some trouble. So I'm gonna tell you about the trouble that they got. This is what Trina said during the Joy Floyd protest. Check this out. They need to make the curfew at 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., she said. That's how I feel. Keep everybody off the streets. These animals off the streets that are running around Miami-Dade County acting like they have escaped from a zoo. Look them up at 5 p.m. Lock them up at 5 p.m. so the streets can be nice and clean. That's how I feel. She later apologized for her comments. Trina said that? Trina said that. What? Smarts, I asked you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I asked you, Smarts. Smarts, I asked you. I asked you, Smarts. Smarts, I asked you. Go ahead, man. Is it the bullshit that Trina, from 5 o'clock p.m. to 5 o'clock a.m., also had men running the streets around Miami-Dade County? Yeah, yeah. We got to answer that! Come on, Trina. Trina, you know what? I, I do want to say this about you. I actually opened up for you at Robert Tree Hotel. What? Well, me and my group, we actually opened up for Trina. I freestyle. I even got them off the stage. Like, get out of here. Y'all doing bullshit. Did some uh, Eddie Kane temptation shit and did a freestyle by myself and got people clapping, right? And the whole time I'm thinking like, wow, I opened up for Trina. But I could have sworn everybody said Trina will open up for you. Thank oh. you. F- you. Bye-bye. Wow. She, she's engaged, man. You got to respect the lady, man. That's hey, her, that was, yo. That was her pass, man. That was her pass. <laughs> it's a bunch of us. I'm a hand in the colony. Hold on. 
Everybody on their mountain, everybody marching for a young nigga like me to get tsunami on it. I'ma get it, I'ma win a baby. I'll be on my curry till I crash your bird. 40 on the tech. Yeah, I make the nerdy if it's at the appellation to the appellation. I'ma do whatever that they take to make a black nation. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sweets, and I'm your chief flight attendant. On behalf of the pilot and the entire crew, welcome aboard the late night flight. And here is your captain, the Nile River of New Jersey, the pilot of Tuskegee Training, the greatest Henny Badger who has ever lived, the creator of Black Pilot Radio and the Late Night Flight. Here is the victorious one, Nassour Nuru. What up, my passengers? We are first in priority and will be departing in five minutes. We appreciate your business. With that being said, this flight ain't cheap. Donate to the Cash App Dallas on the late night flight. Now, it might be a little turbulence, but we are predicting clear skies on our way back to Jersey. But before we do, do us a solid. Give us a like on our Facebook page. Follow us on IG to click the link tree in the bio. Chirp at us on Twitter at the late night flight. And you can catch all 62 episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube. YouTube, Amazon Music, Audible, The Late Night QR Scan, wherever, wherever, wherever podcasts are available. Now let's take off. Welcome back to The Late Night Flight, Nassau, Lou, Jers, co-producer Smarts. Before we talk about Kelly Price coming back to life. Yo, I'm tight. And some what? what? I'm tight. I'm tight right now. What, what's wrong now? What happened last episode, bro? You fired yeah, We me? had a great episode. Co-producer Smarts, didn't we talk yeah. about no, it? No, there's yeah. no weeds without me in the weeds. Yes, we amazing. Sean episode. B. And you gonna co-sign it, bro? It was a good episode. Without me? Black men and Trump and, and Come on, power? Man. Ain't no good episode without me, bro. What you mean? <laughs> you being disrespectful, it's bro. There's plenty of great Teddy episodes. Teddy Bear Jers over here, man. Hey, man. Listen, Winnie, look, hear me out. Hear <laughs> me out. Uh-huh. Look, we have great episodes with you. Yo, you know, I'm bringing this up all night. I'm just telling you that right now, bro. You should have never... You ain't. I ain't get no phone call. I ain't get no text message. I ain't get no, yo, this ain't working out, the chemistry. I ain't get none of that. I just wake up one day... And there's a new episode, and I'm out on it. America, in my defense, it is not all night. It is 6.42 p.m., and I would not be with him all night. That is his wife's job. Do not ever talk like that on this podcast. Yo, you can deflect all you want. You fired me, and that's foul. You're supposed to be my guy. How are you going to fire me and not tell me I'm fired and then replace me with somebody and then bring me back to the show and give me no explanation at all? So disrespectful. Hey, you know, and you know what, Smart? You're supposed to be my guy, nah, too. Hold on. I'm going to tell you some truth. <laughs> I'm going to be very truthful. Do you, do you know me to be a conceited man? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, all right. Listen, what, what I was just saying is that, I look, I apologize. I don't want your apology, man. As the CEO of Tuskegee Records in the late night flight, mm-hmm. I apologize. I did not reach out to you last week, all right? Yeah, I was here, pretty, pretty busy. Yeah. Starting a new job, yeah. you know, done crying in the corner. I took that too. I had to, you know, I had to just rebuild, redesign. And uh-huh. then at the same time, yeah. me and Sean B was just hitting each other up on Instagram. I'm like, yo, this Roe versus Wade thing you got going on in your Spotify, I like this episode. Come down and so, talk. So what you're saying is I gotta get my followers up? That's what you're saying? Oh, nah, man, that's no, what you're saying. No, what we no, saying is, no. oh, it's a we now. It's we now? Sean B, he's a, he's a good, yo. You know what I mean? Like, he's I, a good I, guy. Yo, shout out to Sean B. You did your thing, he's bro. Dope. But I'm sorry. I ain't trying to hear that right now. I could have been on the episode talking that talk too. So we, so the next time we have Sean B, we'll have you here as well. Yeah, now, you facts. know what? No, I'm tired of him. 
Jerz, <laughs> let me read this text out to America Hold about wait, the things that wait, you want to talk wait, about. Wait, about. No, 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 no. I, I need to know what you reading. Too. What you reading? No, no. I'm going to read a text. I do talk about politics I'm going to read a text out work? to America. Where do you work? You know where I work. I don't we know. ain't gonna say it, you, but you know. You know we men. We don't tell each other where we work at. We just say I'm getting off work. I'll be there in a second. You know that. <laughs> I don't that's, know where you really work at. That's kind of facts. Yeah, you know I mean, come on now. But bro, you. I'm not saying you don't talk about politics, but I can go through every episode, and of course, co-producer Smarts can too, because he the one that do the audio engineering, you know, and, and the decisions. He will just let me know, like, yo, uh, political science eight, jur zero. He would. He would let me know that. <laughs> All right. I'm not mad at that because you're great Yo, at you food. you laughing a little too hard over there, bro. <laughs> you're great right. at food. You're great at wrestling. You're great at music. You're awesome. great at business. Yo, you my guy, bro. I you're, love you, man. You're great, at, you're great at certain hypotheticals. The how-to. I love the how-to. The me versus Google? Yeah. How-to is retired this week, yo. Oh, oh God. Out the park, Disrespectful. Bro. Out That's the park. Why, why are you acting like that, man? So disrespectful. I'm trying to find this text. Marsh, you want to just talk to him real fast? Listen, that's I'm a sign. That's a text. sign from God that it's not meant to be, text. my oh, God. God. Oh, it's definitely meant yeah, to be. Yeah, I got it's it not right meant here. to be. So, America, no need to talk, uh, okay. uh, co-producer. Okay. I got you. No need to talk, co-producer. I got you. America. Was it funny last week when y'all was talking about the science of the politics? Well, it's about to get even funnier when I tell America what you wanted to talk about on this podcast. All that. right, one day. I didn't, write, I didn't send I this text. I want to talk about some boys. I'm going to say that one more time. Oh, my God. This is a text from Jers about the things that he want to talk about on this late... Oh, I'm sorry. This is a text from Jers, your CEO of BBS Entertainment. Hey, yo. All right? <laughs> These are the things that he wanted to talk about on the late night flight. Here we go. One day, I want to talk about some boy Like telling lies to Like chicks playing games with because they look like they got money. Like other n- girls and wives that will want to be extra tough like they did nothing wrong like me mugging like that's supposed to scare somebody like when n- owe you money and act like you did something wrong to them so they give you attitude well this is so they give attitude which i like better because that sounds real caribbean you know what i'm saying they don't give you attitude they give attitude one, very one. good i like that i like that like that n- that killed that ig model for no reason and then killed himself rest in peace and you wrote that in a text message. Bars. Wow. That sounds like a verse. And guess who's going to have to bleep all of that? Well, that's your job. <laughs> if you would have had, sorry for cursing so much. But if I was on the last episode, he wouldn't have read that text and you wouldn't have to beep nothing out. So technically, it's your fault. All right, Jerz, Jerz, we got a minute left in the segment. Can you, can you just tell America about Kelly Price coming back to life real fast? All right, so she was reported missing, but she wasn't missing. She was actually in the hospital. Yeah. Um, she was out. She said she woke up. And everybody was around her and told her that she flatlined and they had to resuscitate her, which means she died and came back to life. Praise wow. God. No, praise God. So hear me out. I, and, I, and I say this respectfully because I, mean, I didn't read or watch anything on TV about this. So if this is true, I'm mm-hmm. happy that this is happening. Mm-hmm. She hasn't had a hit since Heartbreak Hotel. So it's great to see her alive to at least try to make another hit one day in her life. So hear me out. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask you a question. So you don't think it's best that she get vaccinated, uh, Jers? Do I think it's best that she gets vaccinated? Yes. yes. So, I say that because I myself have been vaccinated. 
So why are you running around telling people that they shouldn't? I, I never told anyone they shouldn't be vaccinated. What oh, I said okay. was it's, it's their choice to be vaccinated. And I just don't feel like someone should be fired due to a choice. But they're not being fired. They get to choose another job. And then fired. Hold on, can wanna... I ask you a question about that? So, so, so for those who don't know America, we just segue into healthcare workers that's in New York, in the state of New York, getting, well, they're being shoved out, if you will, because they're not vaccinated. Right. So, so they're being fired, not shelved out. They're being fired. No, they're choosing another job. No, no, they're not choosing Why another job. They are choosing to not take the vaccine, the shot, which means therefore you have to choose another job. No. All right. Can I wait, stop right there, Jerry? I just have to ask Mars this one question. Yes, sir. Then we can go do something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smarts. Mm-hmm. So here goes my question. When you say they got to choose, choose. to do something else. Yes. yes. That's what free will is. That's what Hold it's on. all about. I, I, you just had the free will to do that question. That was a nice so question. question Hold on. The question is, the question is, wow, what's the job that they get to choose to do if they don't want to take the vaccination? Wherever people that unvaccinated work. Walmart. That's way. We got the BMF review coming up next on the Late Night Flight. Ladies and gentlemen, the captain has turned off the fasten seatbelt sign, and you may now move around the cabin. However, we always recommend to keep your seatbelt fastened through the trials and tribulations while you're seated. In a few moments, the flight attendants will be passing around the drink menu as well as the brunch menu. We only have chicken or waffles or both. So choose wisely. And thank you for flying the Late Night Flight. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight Nassua New Rule The co-producer himself Smarts and the CEO of BBS Entertainment My man Jers Before we get into this BMF review This BMF recap Jers, I want to ask you this question Would you rather have 750,000 subscribers on YouTube Just because Just because Or be a skilled individual In the field of your preference I'll take the subscribers. I'm already skilled in my profession. Both of my professions. Smarts, what about you? I'll take the 750. 750,000 subscribers in 2021 will get you your house. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It'll get you your house. We ain't talking about 750,000 views, which is great. Because that could just be one video. 750,000 subscribers. You're guaranteed 15,000 views on... 15-minute BS video clips of whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? After you had 750,000 subscribers, I've been a dope songwriter for 10 years. I work at Comcast. That don't even correlate. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of the hustle. Let's go. BMF. Mm. 50 Cent, in his mind, did it again. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, what's that show that you told me on ABC? Where the man came out of jail and now he's the greatest for lawyer life. since uh for life. For life. Mm-hmm. Power. Now we got BMF. Mm-hmm. Jers, what did you think about it? I thought it was a dope introduction um, to the brothers who started the BMF uh, clique. I also think the visuals was dope. I think the clothes was done just right. Um, I think the actors. The people who played them, I think that they was they was pretty good. Um, but I like the story behind the individual. I like I like to know more about who you are besides just selling drugs. And I believe I got that. You believe you got that? Yeah. What part of episode one did you think you got that? In the beginning when they was kids. 
that was only for like four minutes that when they couldn't that light counts. up a stove. Like, <laughs> and, and, and then, and then they said, yo, eat your little, finish your, your older brother cereal. I don't think people really understand. Or was it the other way around? Finish your little brother cereal. Something like that. It was, it was one or the other. But I don't think people really understand. Have you ever did that before? I don't even mean to cut you off. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever ate the same cereal from your older, a little brother or sister? No, I'm an only child. Oh. Yeah, that, oh, that, that says a, that says a lot. That, that says a lot. Smart, you ever done that before? Nah, we. I would just have poured water in my cereal and ate it like that. You I poured done, water in your cereal? I've done that, yes. We had no milk and we poured water in there. You had water flakes? Yes, sir. Wow. Did they come soggy? <laughs> wow. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Jers, continue the story. I'm sorry. That's a good question. Yeah, I'm worried to I'm like, that's a good question, bro. Like, hold up, honey. Yo, y'all just made me laugh. Yo, what you think? It was water, man. Of course, the cereal. If you didn't eat it fast enough, it gets soggy in milk if you don't eat it fast enough. I don't know. Cereal is a different type of non-perishable, man. Yeah, it's a different texture of liquid. It's not the same just, you know what I mean? Well, let's not talk about how poor I used to be. And get back to the episode. Speaking of water and really frosting. really poor in Detroit, though. <laughs> yeah, we're speaking of water and frost. Let's talk about Detroit. Let's talk about that Detroit crack. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. Nah, but for real, though, like, yeah. they was really poor. Like, Detroit still to this day is a very poor city. People grow up certain type of ways. And, like, the part in the movie where he, he getting on um, his father, like, the house, you know what I mean? All of the bills coming here. And he looks at his wife like, we behind on a mortgage? You understand what I'm saying? Like, that's hey, yo, real. I thought, that's real. I thought her old ass was tricking me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Real talk, I thought that was going to be another storyline for her. Like, she was out. I didn't think she was tricking, but I thought she was doing something. She ain't had She's no business doing. Up the money, no, because huh? she made that face like, <gasps> right? <laughs> like, oh no! So, like stuff like that. Those <laughs> conversations happen in the household, yo. <laughs> you didn't get that in power. No. All right, but okay, you didn't get that in power. Smart. What say you on all this? Like, uh, we had the conversation offline, and I just think after watching. The season finale of Raising Canaan and watching the premiere BMF, I was disappointed, man. Okay. It wasn't, you know, it the, the the dialogue wasn't that good. It was like very, very surface, very, very vanilla. Mm. The the acting was was mediocre at best. It, it you know, and I, as far as the wardrobes and how everything looked, I, I didn't grow up in Detroit. So I don't know how accurate that was to the Detroit or not. Only people from Detroit could tell me that. But I was impressed by, you know, what what I saw. And the story is cool. It's a story that we've seen. It's the, it's a story that we know. So it was just my expectation from from just uh, from the acting perspective and the chemistry and dialogue between the people. I didn't buy it. Like it just, you know, what I'm saying it didn't do it for me. Like. Watching Raising Canaan, just it's just the the whole energy behind it is crazy. Wait, now okay, so uh-huh. before you before you go, I I just want yeah. to state that there's been a lot of movies uh-huh. with subpar actors and acting that's that have become classics. That is true. This could be that. You give it some time. It's one episode. That's all I'm saying. Can you, name, can you name a show that, that that's like that? I'm just asking. A show or a movie? I can name a movie. I can't name a show. Name a show because it's the show that we're watching. I, <sighs> I can't name one. 
Family, I mean, family the movies matters. Are one time, family you know matters. I mean? Family matters. Episode one of Family Matters probably was pretty good. If you get to see Urkel well, at least for like 15 minutes. No, you don't get to see Eric Urkel. No? In the first episode. Urkel's not there in the first no. episode? Yeah, that might be the corniest first episode in history. Yeah. Yo, you, oh my God. <laughs> Yo, listen, let's look, let's look. Urkel was so good, Jalil White couldn't work no more. Well, yeah. Think about that. They tried to, yeah. They, he, <laughs> tried, they to tried to give him other roles. It was like, can you do a little Urkel? I'm not doing that no more. Yeah, All right, so well then. Get out of here. Get out of here. My man's selling weed right now with the Urkel costume on. So I'm sorry, yeah. Jers. I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't buy it. Like when I watched the first episode of Power, I was in. Right. I mean, I, the, the I think introduction to Ghost, I was in. You understand what I'm saying? I would say that style of cinematography was a different. I don't want to call it level, but a different texture. It was definitely it a different very texture. modern. Yeah. It looked like if you're watching Billions on Showtime, it had That's, that type of look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is still clean, but it's gutter. It's retro. It's cool. It's retro. Yeah, like Can't Raising Canyon is retro. Retro, but it's really mm. good. There you go. But you know, but you know what the difference? Is? Well, mm, I the can't language say is that. not retro in Raising Canyon. The language in yes, it was. Nah, not really. All right, well, well, let's let's let's, they let's talk, talk like that in Newark. Extent. They didn't talk like that in Newark in the eighties, but they talk like that in Queens and Brooklyn. Let's go back to BMF. They talk like that. In, well, I was, was tweeting. Let's go back to BMF, fellas. So, I am one that doesn't necessarily like. Hey, New Jack City classic, The Wire classic. Hey, Power is a classic. I may not be the biggest fan, but I still give it that nod. It's it's a really good show. Mm-hmm. Here's my thing. And and this is not a knock to fifty because I feel like this is this is fifty lane fifty uh-huh. want to tell street cartel life stuff and that's all good mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that there's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that um but there are a lot of Black American men that are not doing street stuff and because you are a very popular figurehead in America you can easily executive produce something that Ryan Cooler what was that dude that made Black Panther. Ryan Coogler, you said it right. right. Yeah. You can help him out, create a TV show, something different, and you can be the executive producer of that, and people will put eyeballs to it because you're the executive producer. What say to you to any of that? But why does 50 need to be the one to give you different Because 50, I'm a, that's a great question. Different type of, yeah, I'm going to give like, you that. I'm, it's already out there. No, no. Nah, 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 you know what? I'm glad you said that because the answer is, it's not out there. It is out there. Come, tell me your show. The have and the have nots. That's a terrible show. That's not the point. You said you said name a show. I and named the show. And you said positive. All right. These no. are these are positive things. There's another have one. Jers. Have nots is not positive. Jer, hold okay, on. No, no. You, Smart, you, you so get, I don't want to get into the argument of that. Listen. What I what I mean by positive is it's not about. I get it. No, no. Hear me out. That demographic is 55 in matter of fact 65 in debt. Okay, that's wow. a different demographic. Let's talk about 40 and under. Matthew, let's talk about 45 and under. 29 to 45. Has there been a good show, a black American show from a black American director and or executive producer other than Shonda Rhimes? Not a sitcom. That's not a sitcom, a drama series. Because I don't think it has been any except power. I'm going to give you love. Craft country, man. Y'all just people just didn't take it. I said a There's good one from show. Netflix. It's about, <laughs> it's it's about a family at <laughs> a church. <laughs> I'm sorry it's skipping my mind right now the name of this show. But it's about Greenleaf. a church, Greenleaf. 
Okay, again, I don't know. I don't know if people Greenleaf forty five and under Where is watching going? is watching Greenleaf the way they watching Power. Not, I don't think people are going on Twitter and having watch along or going to you know the next day going to work talking about Power for fifteen minutes with their coworker. Power has that Game of Thrones, Walking Dead type of feel where Black Americans are right. like, "Is water cooler talk at this point?" Right. That's what I'm saying. When has we have a? I'm sorry. When have we as the community have had a show of that magnitude? We haven't. And that's why I'm saying, well, 50 Cent right now is giving it to us. He can give us different versions. That's all I'm saying. He doesn't New have York's to. New York's Undercover was a show of that magnitude. That's the 90s. Do, but it's you 2021. Said, that's the point that I'm making. When the last time? You so you telling you me got since 95. You got D-Boys in power, right? The drug dealers. You got D-Boys in power. You got kingpins in power. You got police officers in power. You got politics in power. You got teachers in power. You got a uh, 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 positive uh, role model as far as father figures are concerned in power. You have every element in one show. The, you focusing on the main character not, and not the main really. plot of the not, show. It's not yes, really. It's really. Not, Look mean, at Raising Canaan. Oh. The main, the, one of the main characters, significant other, is a teacher. My man, my man, let me let me help you understand something on that. He's probably gonna die in season two, but Kanan <laughs> and BMF and Ghost and all that stuff for me, Nasu and Nuru is the same. And to me, it's Basuda because it's the same. I get it, it's consistent. So people are gonna be like, well, this is pretty good. I'm like, nah, I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. 50 cent. If you are the the, the person that's making this. And I'm gonna give it to him as far as cinematography wise. He has given us A plus work, but realistically, I'm gonna say it like this, bro. He's, he's delivering an A plus game with C plus players. I get the con, I get what you're saying. I get you, I get what you're saying. So I'm not, I'm not that impressed. I, I don't, I don't necessarily think. It's his responsibility to do it. I, I, I understand why you would think that he, you would like for him to do it. It's not exactly. But, 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 but because he's in the position, you feel like he should just go ahead and, and give a, throw a few out there Look, like that. Look, man. I, I get what you're it's saying. Tom, it's strike water iron hot. I That's understand. what you need to do. I Don't understand. be like Issa Rae where she, she's about to be America's darling, America's new black businesswoman darling because HBO is saying that Insecure is the sh- but it only lasts for four years. And right. now she do just two movies and now, I mean, don't get me wrong, she's a writer, so I'm pretty sure she's going to always she, have she work. She's going to always have yeah. work. But I want to see that sister in the limelight because I think she's the next Shonda Rahm. She's something else. She's really dope. And those are the things that I'm just, I, I worry about. Think about how to get away with murder. A lot of single black businesswomen was loving that show. Viola Davis was doing her thing. Yeah. It only lasted for three seasons, three, four seasons. They just quietly went away. Those are the things that I worry about. That's mo- but that's most series, though. You can't. Nah. But, uh, but we're talking about for us, though. I ain't talking yeah. about what's going on like with content overall. I'm talking about with our... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Because once it stopped, then it stopped for a long time. And then we back watching Seinfeld. (laughs) 
Welcome back to the Late Night Flight, Nassour, New Rule, Jurors, co-producer, Smarts, before we talk about the review of Lloyd Banks' new album, which is called The Curse of the Inevitable, I want to talk about another curse of the inevitable. His name is Kyrie Irving. So, Kyrie Irving is in the news, and he doesn't want to get vaccinated. Now, I'm not going to talk about that yet, but here's the thing. He says he's willing to only do home games, all right? Kevin Durant is telling the staff, the executives, don't you even dare think about trading him for Ben Simmons. I ain't having it. So now they all had a stalemate because Kyrie Irving acting like a Jersey diva all over again. And and you, co-producer Smarts, I'm not telling you to talk, but just hear me out, co-producer Smarts. You have been uh, doing the audio work for this show for a year now, correct? Yep. So you know that I have made a lot of comments about Kyrie Irving. Yep. But you know I do find... Kyrie Irving, one hell of a basketball player. And if there's anyone that I would pay $1,000 to see courtside, it would be Kyrie Irving. Yes. Okay, so there you go. I can't stand this guy right now, yo. Because I want to go to a Brooklyn game so bad this year. Mm-hmm. And I am not trying to be some public figure that I'm making a stance. But if he is going to do this, I'm just playing home games thing. I'm not paying a ticket. I'm not buying a ticket. That's rude, yo. That's rude. You are making... Whatever, $50 million a year. Okay. To play 80 games. Mm-hmm. Fans adore you. Yeah. I adore you. But yep. you make these crazy community activist calls that got nothing to do with the community, has everything to do with whatever you're doing. Because remember, if well, I know you don't follow sports like this, but I'm saying this out loud because jurors do. Last season, he was out for a few games. Talking about, so I need some personal time. He outside screwing up COVID protocol, just outside chilling with the mask off when they know whenever they go out, they supposed to keep their mask on. That was the NBA protocol. Yep. Keep their bag. Yep. He don't give a, and then he make it sound like it's some black power movement. Like, and then when, if I, a white Caucasian person wants to talk to me in a bar about Kyrie Irving and say this, this, and that, I feel bad because I usually, even if they wrong, like you could be OJ and I just might defend you. You can't. I can't defend Kyrie <laughs> or OJ. Jerz, go ahead. I mean, well, first, number one, this all goes back to the state of New York. The state of New York is mandating that they get vaccinated. Um, first of all, I do not like Kyrie as the person. Love him as a basketball player. As a person, he gets he, he, he gets on my nerves because some of the things that he does, some of the things he says is just out of left field. But he is literally depriving the team and the fan base of seeing him play basketball by not getting vaccinated. So you say in home games, that's actually away games he'll be allowed to play. Oh. This isn't coming from the NBA. Oh. This is because of the state of New York. Oh. So he will not be allowed to play in any home games. I never knew. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> so he's depriving, he's depriving. And to take to take this stance, he's literally depriving the fan base that he wanted to play for. It's, it's, That's insane. It's his life, right? He it can, is his he, life. He can choose. He can choose. He can choose. Just like just like the the people who work in for the, the hospitals, they can choose too. I just don't think they should be fired. All right. So, Boom Bad Rap is apparently back. Mm-hmm. Lloyd Banks got a new album, The Curse of the Inevitable. Mm-hmm. Jers, I'll flip it to you first. As usual, Jers has skimmed through it. 
I like when he does that. Listen. What what how did your skimming go, sir? Listen, listen. Banks can rap. Yes. He can spit. Yes, he can. I give him that. Okay. Production is trash. <laughs> sounds like a it sounds like a it sounds like a mixtape. It sounds like a mixtape that a good mixtape? No, it sounds like a bootleg from a bootleg of a mixtape. Sonically, to me, that's no, just no, what I'm it listening. sounds like. I'm listening. You understand what so I'm this, saying? So you telling me this came I've from Madware? I've seen smarts. Co-producer smarts. Yeah. My business partner over at Multiverse Studio. There you go. I've seen him produce some, some awesome stuff from a laptop in somebody's basement. You understand what I'm saying? Which reminds me. Can you give me my songs, please? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry. Continue. From a laptop in somebody's basement. Like, I don't understand... Again, I was listening to the to the spit, and he could spit. Yeah, he he, he could spit. I can't take that away from him, but it sounds trash. Let me ask you this one quick question. Then we flip it to smarts. One quick question. So you say he correct? Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Oh, he has no bangers on the record at all. Not one banger. Not one. Let me ask you this question. The first album he ever had. Mm-hmm. Remember that album? Mm-hmm. Cause that was the album. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. So, what you mean when you say the album? That was that was probably his best album. It was, okay. Yes. It's, it's, yes. Like hands down, the it's first only one. good album. That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's why I say the album. We, okay. I, we I should know you. what we're talking about. We we're, we're look. We're supposed to be cosplaying hip hop know it alls. All right. Okay. We should know what Lloyd Banks album we're talking about. That's why I ain't even. I'm saying the album. Got you. The first one, mm-hmm. which is still in my in my head, the only one. I thought this was his second album out. I've got about everything else. <laughs> Fuck, Bima Benz and Bentley was just like one of them singles that people be getting a 360 deal off of. But anyway, <laughs> so did that album remind you of this new album, though, as far as just the boom bap style and the lyricism of it? Boom bap style, yes. Lyricism, yes. Cadence, yes. But, 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 mm-hmm. but, but he, could, he was still spitting, though. Like he was still saying some 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 right, on this album. Right. I'm not taking that away from right. him. It's just for me, sonically, if you was to ask me this question 15 years ago, I'm telling my age. Yeah. If you was to ask me this question 15 years ago, I wouldn't be able to give you this answer right now. But it's because I'm in the studio. Were, were, I sit behind that engineer board. Bro, like, I un- 15 years ago, I could understand that because when you were 10, you didn't know music that well. <laughs> I like that. I appreciate you. My I guy. got you. See? Right, my I got guy. you. My I got guy. you. But I got you, bro. You still shouldn't have fired me though. But anyway. Um Don't f- with me. Yeah, man. It's just like he he it it's like sonically, it could sound a lot better. And the production was trash. I'm Smarts, sorry. Smarts will see you. Smarts can produce better with his eyes closed, bro. I, Taking I, a I, with one hand on the I, keypad. I, I, like I real talk. With, I agree with that. I could I could have I could have <laughs> like, I could have put, put some work on that album. But um I would, I liked the album actually. It wow. was, it was gritty and it was a little nostalgic for me. You know what I'm saying? I, I think, I think, I think that's what he was going for. I don't, you know, like that's it. I don't even have any more to say. I liked it. It was nostalgic. It was gritty. The production, I get it. I understand why Jerz would say that, but I disagree. I, I think it was a project that was purpose, purposefully done that way. And I, I got it. When I heard it, I got it. I knew what he was doing. I understand where he was going with it. If so that's I, true, I, I appreciate it. If that's true, then he succeeded. We have Conway the Machine, Westside Gun, Benny the Butcher. Yep. They're basically doing this style and Eminem has signed them. So my thing is, I like this album. 
I like the fact that he stayed true to what he likes to do. He did it the best that he could. Now, don't get me wrong. It's not the best. No, no, hit me out. Hit me out the best that he could because let's be honest. I don't, well, I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to ask 50 for no money for some better production. I don't know. Because he could at least talk to whoever made the um the beast that was on the Ignosis uh Jada Kiss album, because that was fire. That was fire. Them beasts was banging. Okay. Put Jada on this album. I mean, no, it'd be it'd be the same because I think the beasts are not, not stop bro, it. Bro, bro, hold on, hold on, hold on. First of all, let me let me get to my point. Lloyd Banks is spitting on this. And Lloyd Banks is just as good as the spitter as Jada. He okay. just don't have that voice. Hold on, no, no. Let's hold on. Let's back this up for a second. Jada, he the, Lloyd Banks do not have the career like Jada. But just like there's basketball players that's just as good as Carmelo Anthony that's just on the street. Lloyd Banks is a, yo, he's a great lyricist. That's, hold up, bro. Hold on. Let me, my man, he one of the top five mixtape lyricists of all time. Yo, top five. No. I didn't know that was top five. I didn't know that was a category. Yo, I'm making it a category. I disagree. One thousand percent. Yo, who, I'm talking about. When you when you heard little Lloyd Banks had a freestyle, he was gonna be on on any type of Fifty Cent the Future mixtape. You not pressing record on that tape deck? He hit you with bars, bro. Hold on, who was you press? You press record because of Fifty. Hey yo, my and, man. And sometimes hey, yo, Bank I went in, but you you, you press record it. because of Fifty. Yo. you bought the mixtape because of Fifty. Yo, yo, these are facts. Yo. You telling I'm, me listen, Lloyd Banks ain't had the hottest not, bars out when he came out there? Let's not make it seem like. Uh, uh, I mean, you ain't saying that. His hit him and Fab same flow, just different voices. So for me, so for me, you asked me a question, right? Okay. So for me, okay, I heard it already. Okay. But again, I like Banks. I'm not taking nothing away from him. He can spit. But what you describing him as? Stop it. Yo, I mean, mixtapes. You are said not he was better than Jada, bruh. I didn't say that. Didn't yes, you say did. Hey, yo, I didn't say you that. said he was better than Jada, my guy. I you, said he's my just bad. As good. He's not. He's okay. not. He's good. nowhere near. He's not touching Jada Kiss. We're not gonna do that. We're not gonna disrespect that man. Yo, lyrically, he's really lyrically, good. he's not. Okay, fine. This no is problem. Jada, we talking about, bruh. Jada has, yo, that's what I'm Jada has way more opportunities to make way more hits than Lloyd Banks. Way more opportunities. Yes, he's on way, bro. I will listen to way more Jada Kiss songs than Lloyd Banks. But if I want to play Lloyd Banks' first album, we'd be in here vibing right now. Okay, and I could play everything from Jada Kiss, and we will be in here vibing because Jada has more work. That's the point. He has more of a catalog and a library that I can choose and select from. Who first album was better in your opinion? Jada Kiss or Lloyd Banks' first album? Mm-hmm. Another topic for a different day. Let's discuss that. No, no, no. It's another Let's, topic for a different you know day, I mean? but I'm going to answer that real fast. Top of my mind, I may go Lloyd Banks on that. I'm definitely going Jada. We're about to get to our next destination, but before we do, we strongly recommend to drink responsibly and pass that bong to me. You feel me? <laughs> I got bars. Oh, and give us a follow on Instagram at The Late Night Flight. And give us a like on Facebook, The Late Night Flight. And thank you for flying The Late Night Flight. Welcome back to the Late Night Flight Nassua. New rule. Keisha is with me. And before we close out this episode, I want to talk about Nick Cannon. But before we talk about Nick Cannon being the corniest host in America or the corniest baby daddy in America or the corniest voice for black Americans, I want to introduce two YouTube clips from a YouTube channel entitled Broadcast Boys. Okay. You ever heard of Broadcast Boys? No, I've never heard of them. Never heard of Broadcast Boys on YouTube. Okay. So Broadcast Boys does this. Anchor man, anchor, anchor woman, anchor man, anchor woman type of uh, 
situational comedy, if you will. They use their voice as a broadcaster to commentate over athletes having sex with their man's wives or athletes who have dated adult film stars. And those are actually the two categories I have for you right now. Which one do you want to hear first? Let's go ahead and hear the naughty stuff first. Okay. You want the adult film stars? Yes. Give me that. <laughs> you got it. Athletes who dated adult film stars from the sidelines to the set. They said Jimmy G was just a system quarterback. But there's only a handful of Hall of Famers who could execute a two-minute drill with Kiara Mia. Gronk and B.B. Jones executed an X-rated jersey swap after a defensive struggle in the sheet. He's Johnny Sins in football pads. Chuck Liddell got physical with Jaden James in the octagon, but was knocked into submission after he couldn't handle the boom boom. Tiger Woods' stroke game is perfection on and off the green, hitting well under par with Jocelyn James in his signature red polo. Two veteran legends of the game linked up when Tito Ortiz entangled with Janet Jameson for some ground-and-pound gamesmanship. Dwight Howard entered the league as a devout Christian, but he lost his religion with Mary Carey. And with hands as reliable as Heinz Ward, it's safe to say he was catching whatever Lisa Ann was throwing back. I wonder what Lisa Ann was throwing back. Goodness gracious. Keisha, Tiger Woods, you, you, Tiger Woods in that red signature polo. I can see you with that on Sundays. What's going on here? I mean, he can wear, I can wear. He can bring the golf clubs and swing away. I mean, I'm down with it. It's, it's Tiger Woods. All right, Keisha. Here goes the second one. So this one right here from the broadcast boys. These are the athletes who have been having sex with other athletes' wives, okay? Athletes who slept with their teammates' wives. No one is safe. While Russell Wilson memorized Bible verses for his post-game interviews, Golden Tate was going along with his lover. A man with hands these reliable doesn't fear God. Tony Parker is for the streets of San Antonio, entangling with friend Barry's wife. In the midst of a committed relationship with a desperate housewife, the French truly are love-making machines. It was light-skinned crime at its finest when Derek Fisher went behind Matt Barnes' back to canoodle with his ex. Matt drove 30 hours to handle his business, and karma relegated Fisher to the WNBA. Sources say Jason Richardson ruined Steve Nash's relationship in seven seconds or less. The only assist of his career he wished he'd have back. DeMarco Murray was the big man on campus at Oklahoma, and he mentored Brennan Clay by stealing his playing time and his girl. Give this man the Heisman. Give this man the Heisman. What you thought about that one, Keisha? Disrespectful. Seems like there's no honor amongst men. It's not. Not when they millionaires. Of course it's not. Especially young ones that are being drafted to the NBA or NFL or the WNBA. Well, maybe not the WNBA because unfortunately <laughs> they're not making that type of money yet. I, I, I pray that they will. I'm just saying that we're talking about the finances of the athletes. Cause when you 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, and you about to walk in an NBA arena already making five mil a year. I mean, really? You know what I'm saying? Like, think about that. Imagine you, Keisha, about to make $5 million at 20 years old. Like, would you even be considering marriage? No, I'd be buying all types of clothes and shoes and just damn shopping sprees every freaking weekend. So, no, I wouldn't even be thinking about a relationship. Nope, sorry, boo. Honestly, you'll probably be buying men just because, like, it's okay. Like, it's okay. It's okay. 10000 on them. No problem. Have a good one. No, none of that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
She like, no, I got to save my money. What you talking about? Anyway, right. speaking of someone who is not saving any money, we trying to find out, Keisha, what does Mariah Carey, Brittany Bell, Abby De La Rosa, and Alyssa Scott all have in common? Well, they have all been wilding out with the subpar actor, subpar comedian, subpar host, and subpar rapper himself, the greatest and most paid mediocre Black American in Hollywood today. The childhood star himself, Nick Cannon, was on The Breakfast Club discussing why he is taking the Abraham concubine approach to having children. Check this out, Keisha. That's why I do it, man. It's not, it's not the number of kids, though. I guess people question the different baby mothers. That's what. Well, why is. do people question that? I mean, because it like it's that's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the the ideas of like it's you're supposed to have this one person for the rest of your life, and really that's just to classify property when you think about it. I mean, like when you go into that mindset, if we really talk in that talk, like just the idea that a man should have one woman, we shouldn't have anything. I have no ownership over this person. Like if we really talking about how we coexist and how we populate, it's about what exchange can we create together. So I've never really subscribed to that mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I understand the institution of marriage and stuff, but if we go back to what that was about, that was the classified property. That was because one a father gave another man his daughter for land. Okay. Okay. This is wild. So first things first, let's just go to Keisha. You're a woman. You're a mother. Nick Cannon is out here doing his best impression of the She Hate Me movie. And I know you love that movie, but he's doing it in real life. Let me know if this is fair or foul. So first of all, I want to say that She Hates Me is one of my favorite movies and everybody should take the time out to go check that out. But what Nick Cannon doing out here, to me, is foul out here in these streets. He's having multiple children with multiple women. And I just think it's a cycle that he is, um, needs to break. You're saying that it's a cycle that needs to break. I understand that. No problem. Here's my thing about his Eurocentric idealism. Like, all of that, I'm not agreeing with. First of all, don't use Eurocentric as a way to escape your BS, okay? Just because Mariah Carey didn't want you after eight years of marriage, you don't got to act like this anymore. Like, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, realistically, none of us believe that Mariah Carey wanted you in 2008 when it happened. I didn't. Wow. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, like, this is the thing about Nick Cannon that make me laugh. It's like Nick Cannon is the only one that acts like we don't think he's corny. Wow. Yeah. No disrespect. And I, like I said in the, in the outset, this is a mentor of mine. Like, I would love to meet Nick Cannon. I think Nick Cannon can help me, help my podcast, help my multimedia swagger, all of it. Because I do think he's a great businessman. And I think his pen, as far as writing comedy, sketch comedy, is not that bad. Think about this for a second, Keisha. Nick Cannon would do so well in Saturday Night Live. Would you agree with that or disagree with that? I agree with that. He would do very well at Saturday Night Live because he has that commercial black swagger. Like, like he's that black American that white people love more than black people. I mean, it's a little slapstick. I mean, I mean, it's worse than slapstick. I mean, it's 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 <laughs> I mean, like it's, well, it's, his wilding out stuff is way worse than slapstick. No, I, I agree with that. Wilding out is slapstick, but I appreciate that because again, <laughs> no, no, for real, for real. Don't get me wrong. I'm old enough to say I don't watch wilding out now, but when it first came out, when it was Cat Williams wilding out, oh, that was popping. That was a really good show, and that shows that Nick Cannon can create. He's a very good content creator. The thing about him is that 
He's not the one that should star in the content that he creates. He's a very good piece of the puzzle. He's not the missing piece of any puzzle. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he was that thug on Chirac, that Spike Lee movie. He was terrible in that movie. He's yeah, not. Yo, like, I'm like, why ain't you just let Wesley Snipes play both roles? Like, I would have just enjoyed that. That's fine. Let Wesley play it. Like, sheesh. You know what I'm saying? That's the thing about <laughs> Nick Cannon to me. It's like Nick Cannon is getting away with highway concubine murder because he's money. He's a millionaire. He's a millionaire that has this ooh, you got me simping. That type of style where women are going to be like, nah, like this beta dude right here can hang out with me. But I really do think that Nick Cannon is actually more alpha than you think, Keisha. It's just the fact of the matter that it's presented very boring. Mm-hmm. And um, I think women of their caliber, and because they look amazing, and I'm pretty sure they're models or DJs. Obviously, they are models and DJs. I did look it up. That's why I'm doing it like that. But I'm just making a point. And I'm not saying that they need him for the money or anything like that. I'm just saying that maybe these are women that never looked at themselves as being married anyway. I think there's a lot of women out here, independent women that don't necessarily want to be married to have the full life, a life of a mother, a life of a, of a woman, a life of a businesswoman, that type of life. And maybe they believe, and I, you know, again, I'm, I'm not speaking for women. This is where you, you can interject and let me know whether I'm right or wrong. Maybe to, out of, as an escape out of marriage and that whole ordeal of monogamy because maybe them or their friends haven't had a good go at it. Maybe this whole business polygamy thing that's going on might be the key. What do you see in that? Because I don't agree with none of that, but maybe that's, maybe that's what's going on. I mean, I feel like like Nick Cannon definitely lets these women know how he feel going into the relationship or whatever they have, situationship, entanglement, whatever they have in. I feel like he is letting them know and um, they're openly or deciding to just go ahead with it and have his children. Again, like you said, he is a millionaire and I haven't heard any women, um, any of these women complaining about him not taking care of his children. Thank you for flying the late night flight. Shout out to all the pilots who contribute to the fastest rising podcast. If you want to contribute, DM us at The Late Night Flight. Hey, yo, what the f***? This is a pilot right here. 